welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you stopped by. My name is Connor Morganti, and I'm devoted to bringing you the best of all things money each and every week. When it comes to money, do you feel like you missed something along the way? Do you ever think that financial prosperity just isn't in the cards for you? If this hits home, don't feel alone. I've talked to hundreds of women whose overarching feelings about money are stress and confusion. The financial world can be daunting. Trust me, I know it's not a subject that's always user-friendly, accessible, or directed particularly towards women. But, and it's a pretty important but, if you're ready to take charge of your personal finances, congratulations. There's nothing more empowering than understanding how money works, and more specifically, how it can work for you. Join me each week to get your free money coaching while all the while keeping the conversation real with straight talk and some humor. Because all my pals will confirm that I'm hilarious. If you've been searching for a helpful and heartfelt virtual learning opportunity without judgment, well, sister friend, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Southern Fried Business Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back for another episode on the Southern Fried Business Podcast. Um, I want to give you full disclosure here. I am not a budgeting expert, right? That is not my forte. There's lots of other gals and even guys out there that have successfully established a budget system and um, you know, can implement it. You can, I'm sure you can purchase it. So I just wanted to give you that disclosure, but I recently wrote an article for my friend. Oh, her name is Kelly Castillo over at uh, the blog. She's a full on Monet from one of my favorite movies from the nineties, which is clueless. Right. <laughs> um, but so Kelly had asked me to write a post regarding budgeting during the pandemic. So I can't say that it's completely about budgeting, uh, which I'm going to talk to you about today, but it's just some good common sense on how to um, keep yourself in check, right? Especially during right now during this pandemic when we're not on forced quarantine anymore, but now we are maybe self-imposed quarantine, or we're just staying home a little more because who wants to deal with all the shenanigans, right? Maybe you're worried about getting sick. Maybe you just don't flip and want to wear a mask. I don't know, but whatever your reason, uh, I've got some good tips here today and I hope you'll stay tuned. Um, cause we're going to chat about some common sense things. So, <laughs> When Bethany, Kelly's social media manager, had called me and asked me about this, I said, I can sum up budgeting tips during the pandemic in one sentence, and that is delete your shopping apps, right? <laughs> now, I know that's also very unrealistic for many of us these days, but seriously, how can you maximize your time at home and make sure that we return to normal, or at least the new normal, that you're even better off financially. But I don't know about you. Uh, my biggest expense, even though we're only a family of three, is food. Um, now is the time, I know I've been doing it, but to evaluate your food spending. When we went on lockdown, 
the first thing that I did before I went to any grocery stores is I went through my pantry and my freezer and um, I have a freezer in my basement and I just went through everything and I tried to get creative on what I already had to use that up first because it's just been sitting in there. And I mean, it's fine. The food's fine. But, you know, after a while, you can only hoard so much food. So <laughs> I went through um, my pantry and my freezers to use up what I already had. And then once I used up tons of those random things, then and only then I went on my Costco or Sam's run. I had seen tons of people and some of my friends, right, buying up things just to stock up on something. I had a friend, and I love her dearly, came home with a case from Costco of ramen noodles. And I have never known this person to eat ramen noodles in their entire life, much less feed it to their family. Now that's fine. It's always a good little thing to have in your pantry for being on the go or what have you, but I'm not going to buy ramen noodles. I'm not racist against ramen noodles, but it's just, we never eat them. So I wasn't going to spend the money on this and, or things that we would never really eat under normal circumstances. I wanted to stock up on things that would stand the test of time. Cause I knew as soon as we came off of uh, the lockdown, I didn't want to have more of those things that I've had stuck in my pantry or freezer forever. Again, I only wanted to have those items relevant to what me and my family like to eat or that are healthy options. Because <clears throat> that's what I call hashtag total waste of money, right? <laughs> um, so here's some interesting things. When I was researching this article in this episode, I came across a gal on Instagram. She's in one of my business groups and her name is Chris and her handle is Chris the Maximizer on Instagram. And she is a self-professed queen of couponing, right? I've never thought about couponing. I've never had a desire to take the time to do couponing. I mean, I've never even in the olden days clipped coupons out of the newspaper, right? Um, but with all of my newfound free time, and I say that with a wink, uh, I do have a little bit extra <laughs> just because we're staying home. But I'm thinking it's time maybe I dove into that game. This gal, from what I've seen on her reels and her little stories and her posts and whatever, she's saving some serious money every time she hits the stores. Now, this gal, like I said, um, her handle is at Chris the Maximizer, and it's K-R-Y-S, Chris the Maximizer on Instagram. She did not sponsor this episode, by the way. She doesn't even know I exist, but <laughs> go check her out. Um, she tells you how to coupon, where to find the coupons, how to go to the stores and utilize the coupons, because sometimes these stores will run special deals on if you come in and you have a coupon, they'll double it or I don't know, whatever it is. But I tell you, this is on my checklist, girl. I am 
I'm going to look at this. I mean, some of the stuff that she's getting with her coupons are not my bag. Like I, some of the things are, you know, kind of processed and what have you, but some of the things I use every day, every day. So I'm going to be working on this. And if you do, I'd love to learn if you're going to try it too, because maybe we should start a support group or something. Um, so the next thing that I wanted to suggest uh, with budgeting during this pandemic, or at least just getting your stuff together, right? I want to say a different word. Um, but now is the time to condo your balance sheet. <laughs> so I'm sure we've all heard of Marie Kondo that, and she's the guru behind the con, uh, con Marie, if I'm saying that right, con Marie, con Marie, and has shown the world how amazing your life will be if you will just clean out the clutter. Now I'm waiting for that, my friend. Uh, my, my world hasn't just uh, been rainbows and unicorns and kitties throwing up rainbows. Uh, not quite yet, but I'm still working on the clutter. So maybe that's why. But whether it's how you fold your shirts or you put things back where they belong or purge things that don't bring you joy, sis, you need to do this to your expenses. What are you paying for that doesn't bring you joy? I mean, we all have our electric bills and, you know, things like that, that we're not happy to pay them, but we have to pay them. I mean, that's just part of life. But what are those other things that just don't spark joy, but they are a discretionary expense that you can get rid of? Or maybe it's a credit card you could just pay off or at least work towards paying off, right? I know for myself, and again, this is not a judgment on their app. I downloaded the Audible app with every intention of getting through more books this way. I'm a reader. I love to read. But between running a business and homeschooling my daughter and being, I would just classify myself as the main domestic engineer for my house, meaning I cook the suppers and kind of fix everybody's lunches and do all those types of things, clean my house. I just don't have a lot of time to read books right now. It's just not in the cards for me. So I thought, okay, I'll do Audible and then I'll listen to these books and get my book fix in. No. I just haven't. I got halfway through one book and I'm mad because the only time I can listen to it is in my car. And I, on some of these books, uh, especially like business books, learning books that I'm reading, uh, I can't take notes in my car. So it just kind of defeats the whole purpose for me, at least at this moment. So I know for me personally, I'm pausing my Audible app for now until it becomes uh, a more useful situation where I will actually get my money's worth. So look at your bank statements. Identify those bills that are, like I said, discretionary, but that just drain you, that just, you know, you shouldn't be paying for them like my Audible app, but <clears throat> you've just been letting it suck you dry. So get rid of them. Can you cancel that subscription? Or at least like with Audible, I don't have to cancel. I just pause it, right? Um, maybe pay extra on your monthly credit card bill. I mean, let's be real. You're probably not going to go out like you used to. So let's recycle that money, your go out money, you're going out to eat and doing movies or doing whatever those things are. Let's recycle that money into paying off debt or creating that emergency fund that I told you about. 
So in KonMari style, let's work on your balance sheet and create that life-changing magic saying that she's coined because you can do it. Just takes a few minutes and a little bit of effort. Do you want that life-changing magic, especially in your money world? Well, I got you covered. <clears throat> Go to southernfriedbusiness.com. I'm going to, I have to upload it, but I have a, a sign up for a VIP list. We have a uh, DIY financial course called Southern Fried Money 101 that's coming out. Um, I'm also going to be launching at the same time a college planning workbook for all you families with kids um, where you know you should save money for your kids' college. And that's about it. What else do you do? Where do you save money? How do you save money? Um, where do you find scholarships? I mean, from soup to nuts. So that's southernfriedbusiness.com. Go and sign up and we will keep you on the list. So as soon as we have those things launched, you will be the first to know and probably get a discount, right? <laughs> um, so another great budget tip is to finally defeat Parkinson's law once and for all. That's not Parkinson's disease. Make no mistake. This is called Parkinson's law. So what is Parkinson's law? You might be wondering if you're new to the podcast, you might have never heard this before, but the true definition of this law is that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. So if I give John a task to copy TPS reports from office space, right? Um, but if I give John a task at 9 a.m. and I say, John, I need these TPS reports copied and on my desk by 4 p.m., right? And John says, okay, Connor, I'm ready to go. And then I give Jane the same task at 12 o'clock or for when she's going to lunch, but ask her, Jane, I need these TPS reports copied in on my desk by two o'clock. Well, Jane will probably still go to lunch, get back, copy the TPS reports and have them on my desk by two. Well, John, I gave him the deadline of four. So mentally he will have that on my desk by four. So he will complete the task as requested, but it's going to take him that long. That is Parkinson's law. And it's a mental shift that we need to do to get rid of that um, because it's just human nature. But in the financial world, our definition for Parkinson's law is a little bit simpler. So this is typically um, used in the project management world, but the financial planning industry has kind of hijacked it um, for our situation. And it's a little simpler. It, so we say, and we and I tell clients, it's expenses rise to meet income. So what's so sad is that as this has become the way of our world, Ideally, the next time you get a bonus or a raise, or maybe you receive an inheritance, it shouldn't be absorbed into our budgets. It should be sent straight to savings. And yet I can hear you right now in your brain, or maybe you're arguing with me through your phone. I don't know, but you're whining to me, Connor, I've been waiting for that bonus to buy a new car. Or, and you're still whining, right? Connor, I've been waiting to treat myself to that new designer pocketbook. 
I get it, Cheryl. <laughs> I'm the same way. And I've also had to defeat Parkinson's law. And I do this for a living. I decided to put myself before Louis, Coco, Christian, whoever. If you're okay financially, but received a stimulus check, right? Put it in the bank. Don't spend it. I mean, unless you need to buy groceries, right? Because you're down to your last dollar. But if, if you don't need that stimulus check for your living expenses, save it. Put it in the bank. Get that six months of emergency expenses account buttoned up. You will thank me later. <laughs> like I mentioned above, delete those shopping apps. We're all in yoga pants anyway. So trust me, you don't need any of those clothes. Save those dollar bills, y'all. But super important here, if you've been laid off, please, please, please try not to touch your retirement plan. I know that the government has loosened the rules on how much you can take and how you're going to pay it back. And yes, you do have to pay it back. But that's the most expensive money you have. 20% withheld for federal income taxes plus a 10% early withdrawal penalty. No thanks. I'd rather you look for an online side hustle to bring in some extra cash. Maybe you have an expertise. Do you design websites? Write killer copy? Maybe you're the Italian stallion of graphic design. Girl, get on the app Fiverr. F-I-V, is it E-R-R -R or just no E and R-R? Anyway, just look it up. Research it in the app store. People will pay for your work. It's a great way to generate some extra cash. I mean, <laughs> when I first started this blog, I was having WordPress was my nemesis, right? Every little change or thing took me three hours to research and figure out. And it was literally a pain in my booty. So what did I do? I went on Fiverr and I found this nice gentleman um, I think, I don't think he lives in the U S but he had great ratings and for, I think a couple hundred bucks, he went in and just cleaned everything up. He did made everything work. He did everything like I wanted it to do and like I wanted it to look. And it was amazing. And that guy who's probably some sort of tech guy during the day, uh, at his real job, but as a side hustle, he does these little jobs on Fiverr and he picked up 200 bucks from me. Just think he's, I'm sure he's got a lot of me's out there, right? So it could be a great way to earn some extra cash. So here's some other uh, great side hustles in no particular order. So if you have a chance to write these down, uh, please do so. But if not, if you're in your car, like I am, when I listen to podcasts, I will include them in the show notes. So you can always go back later and print them out. Um, so what else could you do? You could do an ebook or e-guide. You could start an online store like Poshmark or Tradesy and sell your un unwanted clothes and accessories. Um, if Tradesy's, no, not Tradesy, who is it? Anyway, one of those resale sites has commercials on about these girls that have made some mad money just selling the stuff that they don't use anymore. Now, most of it's designer stuff, but there are plenty of places where you can sell uh, what I would call our regular things, our mid-level designer clothes, 
and still pick up some extra cash and get your closet cleaned out like Marie Kondo tells us to, right? Um, you could create paid printables. Uh, if you're a great photographer, you could sell your stock photos. You could test products and or websites and leave reviews. You could offer virtual assistant services. You could transcribe audio recordings or even, especially right now, tutor online. We have a lady in our neighborhood, uh, Grace, and she's lovely. And she is a retired Spanish teacher. So I homeschool my daughter anyway, regardless of the pandemic. Um, but with, so that's where for me, the pandemic has really um, been a little bit of a blessing because I have all these new opportunities that I didn't have before in homeschooling my daughter. So our neighbor, Grace, um, she's like, oh, this is a great way to make some extra cash. Um, and she charges us. We go to her house once a week for about an hour to an hour and a half and do Spanish. And for my seven-year-old daughter, who she just soaks this up like a sponge. So that's a great side hustle. Are you good at a subject? Maybe you can tutor some students on the side and make some extra cash. So there are so many options out there. I know you can find something or better yet, create your own. Don't let your kids off the hook either. If they're homeschooling either part-time or full-time, they have the time to earn some extra moolah. Um, I have two free printables for you that again, I'll put in the show notes. Um, I did it, oh gosh, I created these about a year ago for when I did a take your kids to work day at one of my clients' businesses. And it was, you know, ideas for kids to earn money, little jobs that they could do, whether around the house or in their neighborhoods. Um, and so I, at the time it was in the spring or summer. So I've since created a second one that includes um, winter um, job ideas. So instead of having um, a mowing grass, maybe you're shoveling snow or something like that. But anyway, head to southernfriedbusiness.com and then um, find our find our podcast episode and you could get those free printables there. Um, these are some great ideas to help your kids make their own side hustle money. And the bonus, you might be creating a future entrepreneur. Um. So one last budget item I want to warn you about, please, please, please continue your medical insurance. If you're still working from wherever, isn't that a hashtag, I think, uh, no problem. But if you've been furloughed, you can temporarily continue your coverage through COBRA. It's expensive for sure, but you can't be without some sort of coverage. I mean, worst case, yes, worst case, you can apply for coverage through the Affordable Care Act. But don't let that go because I tell you, uh, my previous episode was on planned obsolescence and those uh, unexpected expenses when things are made to break. But I tell you what, one thing you can't afford is when you break, right? Health problems are the most expensive things in your financial plan. So don't risk that. Don't risk your health. So that's it. What are you going to do? Are you going to cut back and level up during the strange time that we're in? And since there's no putting that damn cat back in the bag, and like the Navy SEALs say, we need to adapt 
improvise, and overcome. I'd love to know what you're already doing and if you implement any of these strategies I suggested. P.S. <laughs> if you can recognize the three random movie references that I said or <laughs> uh, that will be in the show notes, send me an email noting the references and the corresponding movie, and I will send you a Starbucks gift card. <laughs> it is that easy. And again, my email is hello at southernfriedbusiness.com. So thanks for tuning again on another episode at the Southern Fried Business Podcast. I hope to see you next time, or at least virtually see you. And uh, remember what my papa said, don't take any wooden nickels. Thank you for joining me today on the Southern Fried Business Podcast, where I help women gain the confidence they need to take control of their checkbooks and live the life they once envisioned for themselves. Join me next week for another timely info drop that will help you level up. Ladies, it's time to fund your life. The opinions and information in this podcast are for general information only. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice.